Hi, my buddy. Hey, dude, Hannah Gelb. Oh, my God. It's good to see your face. It's good to see anybody's it's face. It's good to see your face, dude. Man, I saw I saw my mom today, and I could not give her a hug. And I realized Aww. I have not had a hug in three weeks. And, man. That's hugs. Oh, H- hugs. I, don't, I mean, at least you have your cat you can... Oh, yeah. She's bearing the brunt of this dearth of hugs right now, let me tell you. Um, she's getting the majority of your, your – you're like, I need hugs. You are alive. May I cuddle you? <laughs> Just kidding. Coming in for that swoop, swoop cuddle. I mean, if there was like a, like a friendly-looking like cockroach in here, I would be like, hi, buddy. Can I name you Tim? Yes. Let's, let's talk about stuff. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's been lonely, man. Oh, oh wait, man. we should probably say that we're a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Analyze This COVID Edition, uh, Quarantine Edition. Uh, we are on day 24 over here of our Stay at Home California campaign. Joy, joy, joy. Wow, I've completely lost count. It feels like it's been like six years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a thing that says days under like days so bit spent social distancing mm-hmm. and so um I the other day I was like why do I even write this down but it really is to keep track of the amount of time that has passed mm. so twenty four days which is not not anything to scoff at my no. friend twenty four days without a hug without a hug and actually I ha- I do remember I am writing um, tally marks on the wall in my own blood. So- <laughs> Oh, right, right, right. Speaking of our own blood, please enjoy today's episode as we dive deep into the realities of what COVID is like for those who are quarantined and staying at home. Enjoy. Here's the thing that I... Oh, great. Oh, good. The thing here so early, right at the top. Give me the thing. Okay, so normal... Well, that's all the time we have. (laughs) Um, normal American life, right? Everybody is running around, rushing around, driving, exhausted. I don't know, like just minds all over the place and always looking forward. And with that, like, go, 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 things, things, things mentality. So I feel like we basically, if we as a society was a car, we've crashed into a wall. However, our minds have not realized that we've crashed. Does that make sense? It's like yeah, it's it like does. we have no time, absolutely no time at all to adjust to this new way of life. It's like overnight, we're all of a sudden in this like much slower, quieter, weird space that's also scary and uncertain. But our minds I would say bizarro like, world, but that was a delightful Sunday comic. And this is not that. Wait, what'd you say? Do you know? Remember Bizarro World? Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, this is not that. No, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. I guess that that's the thing I really wanted to talk to you about today, which is that like no human is meant to be in isolation. Like you're not meant to be alone for 24 days, Hannah Gelb. You're not meant to go without a hug or like the smell of another person, mm-hmm. even like just the presence of another person for this long, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I know. And, like, I can start to see how um, if I was like on a desert island, I would just start going crazy. 
<laughs> I was going to say, I, and it's not just you. It's as you pointed out, pretty much all people who are self-isolating right now. And I mean, God forbid, but it might have to happen for other states as well. We in California are a little bit ahead of the curve. We're trying to flatten. I mean, people are starting to crack, man. Like, this is going to suck really bad, and it's going to suck more soon, I think. And I think that because people like you and people like Ella, who have a job that they go to every day, you want to and you're trying to perform at the level that you're accustomed to, but you hit the nail on the head. This is a completely different way of life. Ella's at her new job right now. She's really struggling with it. All the programs she wanted to launch have halted. The things that did launch aren't doing well. So not only is she in this new environment, she has these expectations from the past six years of her career that she's failing to meet. Mm. And it's chipping away at her identity. And it's and how, that's not her fault. Of course, it's not doing well. I mean, it's a pandemic. <laughs> but she, but you know, it's not your fault that like I don't know what pre- what 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 I forgot how to interview people. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm flailing. <laughs> you're gonna have to lead this episode of analyze this because uh, I'm like, well, no, I'm, I can see, I can see how why Ella would be struggling because I feel like we. Because, okay, let's be real. In order to survive daily life at all, even in the best of times, you have to lie to yourself a little bit. Just a little. And (laughs) I think right now it's very hard to find how much reality should you let seep in Mm. and still be able to function what you're supposed to be doing, you know, but also are those things even important anymore? Or what is life, basically, is what I'm saying. I do. What what has been hard for me to see in terms of, you know, how this experience is going. And like, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's I always like to paint a picture. So let me paint a picture of our day. Or actually, will you paint me a picture of your day first? Or do you want to go second? Um, I'll go first because it's the most horrifying. Um, okay. And- yeah. Tell me everything. Like literally, my number one question is, on average, being alone for this long, how many hours a day do you spend masturbating? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's what's really scary. I, I, I'm I'm zero to three in the past week. It's just like not, not even not even that interested, you know. <laughs> Although I do, I will say the last night I um okay side took note took yourself to town. No. <laughs> Back when I was single, that's what I would call it. I'd be like, man, I got into some crazy stuff last night. (laughs) Um, Some of you may not know, when I was 13, I was obsessed with The Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. And I still am a little bit. I mean, I just, you know, whatever. It's a great story. I mean, its characters are terrible. It's it's totally not a healthy relationship. Whatever. However, last night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to the sequel which Andrew Lover wrote. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote. It's called Love Never Dies. Hannah Hart, it completely ruins the Phantom no. of the Opera. It is so bad. The plot is that the Phantom now lives on Coney Island and runs like a circus or something. And then Christine's son is actually his baby. There's a song that's literally them saying to each other, Then I touched you and caressed you and I kissed you and it was amazing. I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber is to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, 
It's so bad. It's like Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote his own awful fan fiction of the oh Phantom. <laughs> anyway, all this to say, um, I found this incredibly old fic that I read in like 2004 of Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I remember this. Did you read it? Um, I read like the first six chapters, yeah. Oh, can we do a segment where we read each other parts of fanfic that we used to love and now we're like, good God. You know, this would be one. Yeah. I remember when I first read it, I was like, this is like, this is art. (laughs) This is how many chapters? And now I'm 31. Oh, God. It's, I mean, it's still, it's good trashy trash, but it's not like good writing. (laughs) I know. And my standards for, that's why I can't read fan fiction anymore, man. No matter how obsessed I am with something. And like, I try, you know, the other day after I saw Frozen 2, I was like, fuck me up with some uh, Elsa (laughs) Honeymelon or do whatever her thing is. Let me, let me, let me peep if there's a little fanficaroonie about this, this future ship. Yeah. And I was just, but I was just like, God, I couldn't, I couldn't. I went to archive of our, I couldn't, man, because my standards for writing, like, I'm gonna, I'll read a book. It's just badly written. Mm. You know? Dude, you gotta, I mean, okay, but you have not gone into this to spin, to spin fanfic. I'm saying, I'm saying, (laughs) I'm saying, I'm saying I can't do it anymore, man. Uh, Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. Not at all. Ever, ever again. (laughs) I think that, like, I think, I think I'd rather read books. You know what, dude? That's a beautiful... There's a lot of independent authors out there, self-published books, you know, a lot of like things like that, that like, I I don't know, man. I love memoir. It it leaves me feeling full. Mm -hmm. But like, I had a very different relationship with it back in the day, you know? But like, it's... I'm sad that that part of me is gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I really do think it's just a quality of interest. Like, I really would do it if I felt like it was really painting a universe for me. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather pick up a YA series, man. I mean, it's, it's t- dude, you gotta, it's like going to the thrift store. You gotta rifle through a lot of crap you don't want. A lot want. of trash. And I can't do it. My, my, t- my threshold <laughs> is too low. It's too low. So what did um, 13-year-old Hannah get off to? What happens in your uh, little, little thing? What's it? First of all, what's it called? 13. Love. Try like 19. Oh, God. Oh, I thought you said you were obsessed when you were like 13, but you found the Phantom of the Opera. No, 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 no. Well, I was obsessed with Phantom of the Opera. The first, I saw the Phantom of the Opera for the first time, I think when I was like 13 or 14. And then, oh, I was in choir at the time in middle school. So, oh my God. yeah. Um, and then, well, what do I talk about? I was going to choir all of high school and middle school. <laughs> so then, I mean, that was just a perfect avenue to geek out about it. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So obsessed. Oh, my gosh. Then in 2004, the fucking Joel Schumacher adaptation of Phantom of the Opera came Is out. Is that the one with Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler. It's exactly, yes. Um, and, and it's Emmy like, Rossum? let's use electric guitar. I mean, here's what's so funny. Also, yeah, you are primed to watch Cats. You're ready. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I watched a tiny clip of it, and it was so weird. Made me it's feel fucking fucked so up, weird. I mean. It's weird. I don't know. Should we, should we have a group watch of it? I mean, I told you it was going to become a cult classic. Like, this is bizarro land over here. I just, uh, I watched, like, part of Taylor Swift's part. And, like, first of all, Idris Elba is naked and yep. furry. Yep. And his face is kind of not there. Just You know, Jason Derulo is in it. 
I do. Okay. Wait. But, wait, wait we're getting off track. Sh- okay. Yeah. I, we're, this is not how this conversation was supposed to go. <laughs> how was it supposed to go, Hannah Gelb? I'm relinquishing control today. <laughs> okay. So 2004, that version of Phantom of the Opera came out, which, by the way, is a terrible movie. Terrible movie. It is terrible. I mean. Man, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, it's a fun watch, but like I'm saying, it's not a, it's like not, you know. It's not a film. It's not a film. I guess also it is just such a weird, like the more I've been listening to the soundtrack like every night because it gets me into this like very zen work kind of a zone. And I'm always like. Why not listen to it every morning then? Oh, nah, that's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's maybe because I'm turning into the Phantom. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was like, God, this guy sucks. Like this, I feel like the Phantom is basically the guy that you date who's like, I'm just like really busy with like my music and like my band is just like so important to me. <laughs> <laughs> but then like Raul is so boring. And then Christine mm-hmm. also has no personality. Her only role is to like, she's, it's basically Daddy Issues the musical. Yeah. Which is probably also why I really like it. Yeah, her whole personality is I was obsessed with my dad, then my dad dies, and he told me about an angel of music, and now I'm choosing between these two guys. Kind of. Uh, One of them is a murderer. (laughs) Wait, what's my, what's, you know, that is tough when you have to choose between your ghostly father figure trapped in the attic and Raul, who's just kind of a dud. He's kind of, he's just Just kind of a dud. He's kind of a dud. He's sort of a Chad. I don't even really know what Chad means, but he's. But he is that, yeah. He's he's vanilla. Milk toast, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so the day starts. You wake up and you're like, <laughs> "I gotta listen to Phantom." Well, listening to there's some good songs on the soundtrack. Though. Oh, like, beautiful! Right? Oh, music beautiful. of the night. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, which one's my favorite? Think of me. Sing me some. Wait, sorry. What'd you say? Which is what's the one that goes? Oh, I think. I think you're thinking of all I ask of you. <gasps> Which is anywhere oh. you go, let me go too. Yeah. Oh, Gelby. <laughs> All I ask of you. It's so good. You know, the hardest part about this whole experience is that I'm so happy when I finally see or talk to any other humans like my like you, my friend. Like, I'm so happy to see and talk to you, but I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> Dude, that's a really good point. I think getting back to what this podcast is about, what is that? Is it because we are natural, our natural struggle with acknowledging that there is a problem? <laughs> We're always afraid of like, I'm saying we as a, in general, I feel like, when I say we, who am I talking about? Just me? The royal we. The royal we. No, the royal we. We are always worried about, am I inconveniencing someone? Am I making this into a big deal? Uh, what I don't know. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, am I, is this what I really need? I, I guess, no, no, no. I guess All what it is, it's like. precursors to giving yourself permission to reach out and it makes you not want to reach out at all? Yeah, but then also what you were saying like a week or two ago, like, I f- it's like feeling lonely, but also feeling like you don't want to talk to anybody. Like, uh, yeah, I think I figured it out. uh, I think I just figured it out by what you're saying, actually. Could it might just be being depressed? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) um, you know what? 
I think you're right. Right. And then I think you're right. Also, just the, you know, you can, I like normally I feel in day to day life, you can gauge like how you're doing. Right. But now it's like there's, you, no you're mirrors. like, well, I've never been through a pandemic before, so I don't know what's normal for me. <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah. Uh, which I is mean, very scary and uncertain. Yeah. I think it's, I think it comes down to like, you know, like uh, I have all my group chats on silent. My phone's on silent. All my notifications are turned off. I don't want to say it's weird, but for me, when I miss someone, I don't want to talk to them because it makes me miss them more. I feel so hindered right now by our quarantine that honestly, it's not satisfying. And this happens when Ella and I are apart for a long time. Like if she's traveling or I'm traveling for work, I'll be like, I want to get off video chat because it's just making me so sad and so heartbroken and I just miss you so much. And it's easier for me to function if I just stay present here without you, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, that's kind of where I'm at. It's, I guess if we think of relationships like, like a cycle, like how they're supposed to feel, like give and receive and give and receive, like we can't even begin our part of the cycle because we don't have anything to recharge our batteries. I I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I can't go on a walk and call somebody because like, I'm scared to. And also like, I don't really have the energy to go on a walk because I'm depressed. So fucking depressed. All I can do is organize stuff. (laughs) Like not even well, like not even well, like right now. And uh, for those of you on our Patreon, you can see a picture of where we're recording right now in my studio. I have maybe six giant piles of stuff because I'm decided to reorganize absolutely everything. I started the project and I haven't finished and I just feel like totally trapped. I just feel totally trapped. So fucking trapped, man. Oh, my buddy. Can't go to Ikea and get inspired. Ugh, I'm so sorry, dude. That's a, a really hard feeling. Have you got... Tra- I mean, we're all trapped. Yeah. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. You're alone. I mean, I'm... Dude, I'm... I mean, if it helps at all, I'm doing... I have the same problem. I... As you guys might know, I moved all of my... I moved for, to, into the other room in my apartment. So what I'm saying is, for three weeks now, <laughs> I have just been living in piles that I moved from one room to the other. I have not even begun to organize or put things away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just do the bookshelf. And even that was like, no, I think I got to break it down to like, I'm going to put one of the bookshelves into the bookcase. The (laughs) only way I, dude, yeah. The only way I know how to solve that problem is with other people. Mm -hmm. Like my sister, Naomi, came and helped me get the studio to this point. And then now that I'm reorganizing the studio to be more functional for me, it's like before Grace was coming over and helping, like just keeping me company. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I want to keep you company. Like I'm like Hannah Gelb, like literally video call me, put me in the corner of the room. I'll sit answering emails and I'll just watch as you start to unpack stuff and we'll just chit chat with each other. Yeah. Oh, dude, but can that, we do that? Let's do it. But yeah. I mean, dude, that's what we said last week. I know. Like, that's two weeks ago. We said we were going to do that. And then like we haven't because it's just like I'm too depressed to like Make it happen. Dude, yeah. And it's, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same as like really. Yeah, it's better. It's better than nothing. I mean, it's better than nothing, obviously. But it, I think it feels, it definitely feels harder for me. Like, because I was talking to my my friend Sammy and she was saying like, oh, yeah, what? just break it down into like really small steps. For some reason, when I'm not with a person and it's probably just all, everything else too, but I just start to feel like all this shame 
you know, it starts to feel like, why does everyone know how to do this, but I don't know how to do this? Like, why can't I just fucking get organized? Why can't I put a fucking book on a shelf? Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the, the brain, you know? You know? Like, Dude, but you have to give you have to hit your pleasure center. I'm telling you, play Phantom of the Opera. Tell yourself you can only listen to the songs that you want to listen to if you're putting something on the bookshelf. Like that's you got to trick yourself, man, using rewards. Like I keep thinking this thought, and I'm gonna say it, it's gonna sound funny, but it's like, who do you think you are? Not you, but like, who do you think you are? Like, I'm someone that can't do a difficult task without a reward. So like listening to this music while I unpack, this is the only time I can listen to Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Only when I'm opening this box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like figure out the way to trick yourself because it's like without self-knowledge, like we're really trapped. It's not about anybody else. Like no, getting organized is hard, man. Like taking it little by little is hard. It is. It is hard. I mean, I think part, I mean, I don't want to get into this on this episode, but I think I'm still for some reason not able to accept or like forgive myself for how hard it is. And I feel like that's why none of these things are very helpful to me right now because Cuz you're just you're you you feel shame for even needing a tool. Yeah. I don't know, man. Right? I, and who knows where that comes I, I, from. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm a big believer in toolboxes and toolkits and if I didn't allow myself to help myself. Like, what are you supposed to do, dude? What are you, what are you supposed to do? Uh, I don't know, man. It's some kind of weird, weird weirdness. I mean, that's kind of what I'm working on right now, you know. I think I just think yeah. I'm supposed to be perfect, which obviously nobody is. Yeah. But then am I not perfect for needing a tool? Uh, well, you're a human being. Right. But like, so, you know, but yeah, like. Right. So am I. But also that's still, my brain's still like. <laughs> Your brain's like, doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. Oh, so it's sorry. so terrible. I mean, it's so fucking arrogant too, you know. It's so dumb. Well, it's a shame spiral. If you're on a slide going down, you can't stop yourself by continuing to go down the slide. Right. And like, even I actually saw, talked to my therapist today and she was saying a lot of people she's talked to have said, one of the weird, scary things about this whole thing is, I mean, for months, I would say to her, you know, before all this happened, like, God, if I just had, if I just didn't have to rush off to work in the morning, if I just had more time, if I just felt like I could slow down, you know, all of like blah, 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 blah. And now it's kind of, that kind of happened. Okay. Not happy about the situation. That illusion that if I magically have all the time, the things will happen or I will be happy that has been like completely destroyed. And that's also, I think, a big issue for everybody, you know? Yeah. And like, that's what I like when I said the, who do you think you are? What I mean is, do you know who you are? You know, because time and solitude reveals that. And so many people We're like, oh, if only I had the time, if only I had the time. And it's like, well, now that you have the time, this is just the first step towards doing those things. You know, the fact that it's like, oh, I have trouble getting organized. Great. That's your, that's literally the beginning. You're in the beginning. Right. What can I do to get organized? That is the beginning. It's so hard because I think that, how do I, I want to say something it's going to be kind of risque and scandalous. <laughs> well, you've been through, I feel like you are way ahead of the game. 
spent a lot of time be- alone with my own because self. You, <laughs> yeah, you've worked from home for a long time. So you're kind of watching everyone like make this transition very badly and be very mad at themselves about it when it's like not, you know, anything. To I mean, be. this is this is like this is like the Spartan race of personal development. Like this is insane. <laughs> I'm gonna say my scandalous thing that's gonna shock the nation. Oh my goodness. Okay. Right after this. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Gelby. I don't have any airs today. I don't have any like, I got no fluff in me. I got, I was saying to Ella, I was like, I'm really worried about recording because I'm just, I just don't feel gentle. I don't feel gentle right now. Like I'm, I'm frustrated with everybody. Because I'm frustrated with her. I'm like, everyone needs to toughen up. But I can only say that because I, I'm wrong. Everyone needs to just experience this and like live through that experience. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like, it's hard because I get frustrated when people show weakness and self-doubt for things that they have no control over, you know? It's like, oh, I have the time now, but I'm not magically a completely different person. I feel like frustrated because I'm like, why would you be? Why would anyone be? Right. Like but you're gonna dude, miss out. You're gonna are. miss out on but you're gonna miss out on the becoming. You're gonna miss out on the becoming. Nobody's ever gonna get started because they're just sitting there having these ridiculous expectations of themselves that like exhaust themselves to the point where they have to just zone out and like get high or watch TV or just zone out to cope, right? As opposed to just acknowledging the fact that, like, look, if you've always dreamed of writing a book, guess what? It's not easy. And now you're figuring that out because you have all the time in the world to write. Great. That's the beginning. That's yeah, it. But yeah, dude, you're right. Like people, people have to go through it. They got to go through their own time and their own pace. People do things when they're ready to do them. You know? How do I make everyone more ready faster? How do I uh, sprinkle fertilizer everywhere and be like... <laughs> I, I think just, this I might just be know. a little bit of head heart impatience cropping up. <laughs> oh, I think I admitted that less than a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just worry that everyone's just going to, I don't know, be perpetually dissatisfied with their lives forever. Well, that's just being alive. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I mean, I feel like, 
okay, you know, not every day, but so far I feel like life is a long, it's a series of lessons in, oh, I got that thing and it didn't change everything. Yeah. It's like, no matter where you go, there you are, you know? Yeah. But you don't have to take on everybody's struggle. You know, people, you got to trust people get there. Like, you just got to worry about yourself and your family. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm more like impatient for them to be on the other side of it because it's like, I'm excited to find out what they learn. I'm excited. Like, Ella's been so upset about work stuff and she had like a mini epiphany today. And I was like, yes, like, yay, you know? And like, I guess I'm just excited for everyone to be, to figure out what it is that helps them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to let go of those expectations and like the thoughts of like, oh, I've always wanted time to write a book and now I have all the time in the world and I haven't written a book. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, time was only part of it. That's like the, t- that's like one tiny sliver of it, you know? Right, right, right. But everybody's got process because we're we're in a national trauma right now. Right. Everybody's in the midst of trauma. You and, know, you know, there's a lot of different factors too. There's like, what is your? I mean, everyone's home life is different. You know, it's. I mean, we've so like I said before, it's like we've all been chugging along for years and years and years, and this crazy pace and this crazy expectation of more, 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 all the time, all the time, all the time, better, 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 every year, more and faster and better, and like. So, so it's like we can't undo all of that conditioning, you know? Right. And and you can't undo the conditioning of if only. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if only I had blank. If only I had blank. If only I had blank. Like, if only, if only, if only. And I think that, like, we have the resources we have. That's it. If your brain's not a brain that organizes and finds joy automatically, that's the brain you got. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, we all can't leave our houses. That's it. And I feel like my only way of functioning is to radically accept what we're trapped in. And I just wish I could, I don't know. I wish I could change all the circumstances. I wish we weren't, I wish this wasn't happening. You know, Bernie dropped out today. That's, that was sad. Oh God. As if things could not get any fucking worse. (laughs) But you should still vote if you're in a state that hasn't yet to vote because the number of delegates will influence the primary ticket. And in terms of the platform of what they'll be campaigning on. So if you do believe in national health care, Medicare for all, and all the glorious things of Bernie Sanders, you can still vote for him when it comes around for your state's primary, you know? Yeah, dude. But yeah. I mean, this is almost, it's taking on like almost comical proportions of tragedy. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right. Seriously, you know? Like, uh, like, like seriously. Like, yeah. And then Bernie's dropped out, but he's dropped out because he's like, hey guys, I'm sorry. We're in the big national pandemic. We looked at the numbers. There's no way I can win, but let's keep working. Like, I just love Bernie Sanders so much. He's a personal hero. I don't know. What do we tell the earbuds this week? I mean, everybody's struggling. And I guess that like, you know, I just encourage people to make use of the resources they have because the only thing that can change is the way you interact with the world around you. If you felt helpless before and you feel helpless now, like, it's just going to keep, you're just going to keep feeling helpless, you know? Uh, well, who are you talking to right now? <laughs> just like everybody. Just generally, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get lots of like messages every day there. People are like being like, I thought I was going to be like this and da 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 da. And it's just like, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's the truth. That's kind of the brass tacks is that like the mind can make a hell of heaven or a heaven of hell, you know? And like, this is hell, but it's not your fault. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it, in a way it's 
it's harder to feel helpless and continue feeling helpless than to do something that will make you feel not helpless. But yes, mentally getting there is really hard. Dude, you're so right. I think that that's what it is. It's my desire to decrease everyone's suffering. Like I want to decrease suffering. I'm like, let's decrease suffering. But this is really not in anyone else's hands, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just hard for me personally confronting that and just being like, got to let Ella do her thing. Got to, you know, acknowledge Hannah's going to do her thing. Ella's going to do her thing. And I guess because every single person in my life is going through this experience as like a caretaker, maybe that's why my phone's off. Because I'm like maximum capacity. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. Your resources have now been limited. <laughs> the end. Well, you you know, you don't you don't have to say anything. You could just be there. No, I know. But like I you you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The redundancy. It's right, like, yeah, right, right, right. it's I feel I feel helpless in the face of like having to watch everyone right. come to terms with, oh my God, I'm alone with me. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'm like, yeah, man. Try being alone all day, every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like the old sailor that yeah. has like one peg leg and yeah. like comes in. Or you know what you it's know? like? You're like Luna Lovegood and you're like, I could see the horses from day one. And then everyone else is like, <gasps> I can see yeah. these horses all of a sudden. The yeah. I'm like Luna Lovegood if Lovegood was an old mariner <laughs> that came in from offshore and was like, ah. so I guess that that's it. I feel like that feeling of like bitterness and frustration and like, you know, it's just like you can talk with people and it's just like, oh, man, I don't know. Everyone's just doing me on me time. Right. And I have been privileged enough and lucky enough to have done a lot of me on me time. And I can't speed up anybody else's processing of this. And I, it just, it just is hard to watch. It's just hard to watch. It's yeah. lonely. Yeah, man, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's always hard to watch people you love suffer. You know, when you think they don't, you know, unnecessarily. I mean, well, it's necessary. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but you, yeah, but you're always like, God, do it faster, <laughs> so you can just, feel better. Yeah, so that we, so that we can have company again, <laughs> or we can talk to each other about other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess that that's like really it. Is like. I'm like, uh-huh. Well, you know, we got to live every day. <laughs> well, we talk about Scrabble sometimes. I do love Scrabble. Yeah, no, I know. It's not a bad feeling. It just is a feeling, mm, you know? Uh, it's just yes, that. Wise. Yeah, it just is a feeling. And it's like, I can't expect myself to be the perfect, most gentle, most compassionate person. Like, I just kind of feel like I'm isolating myself until I get my patience back. But like, right now, because of these extenuating circumstances, I'm using up all my patience. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, that's totally fair. If you're like, I, I just gotta gotta hunker down for a bit. Yeah, because I don't want to be an old mariner with a peg. <laughs> be like, be like, right. Yeah. Right. Well, and you know, I think uh, this is having so many conscious and subconscious effects that we're not even aware of, and I think everyone's patience is like worn down. And also, I don't know about you, but I've been having like the fucking weirdest dreams and like incredibly vivid and i feel like it's because like i'm saying every day being a human who's alive in the world you have to lie to yourself a little bit and my subconscious is like at night it's like i'm here now (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like whoa what oh, man. fucking I'll, madness I'll, is going on in there? <laughs> I would ride that way. 
<laughs> I keep dreaming about Bernie Sanders. I've had like three Bernie Sanders dreams. Oh. But I think he represents the like call to action part of my subconscious, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just bumming me out. It's bumming me out to watch everybody falling apart. It really sucks. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, of course. I mean, okay, it's everyone's falling apart. The government is a sham <laughs> run by a baby man for some yeah. reason. For some reason, he's in office. The Electoral College. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, things, like, they're pretty. <laughs> the answer to why Donald Trump is president, gerrymandering. So let's, uh, let's never forget that. This, yeah. But yeah, no, it's just hard to watch everybody fall apart. Yeah, it's really shitty times. But it's like, it's just fun and weird, too, because, like, I've worked from home for so long and, like, you've, I've been alone. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I when I get on calls with people, I can see in their eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah, tough. <laughs> I was like, oh. You don't know that Mondays are your bad day. <laughs> You'll learn that soon. You know, and I just keep being like, yeah, we could be more flexible. It just is like that. It's like that kind of experience of just like, yep. You know, I guess it's like, this is what we have. And like, I wish we could all just make the most of what we have, but we're not taught how because we live in a capitalist society. You're right. This is compassion. Here it comes. <laughs> no one would, no one knows how to do this. No one knows how to live with what they have because so many of our systems and mechanisms and coping mechanisms involve distraction or self-numbing. You know, it's like everyone is in isolation and they're the only company they have is a company with themselves and everyone has to learn how to enjoy it. And that's really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Or not, you know, people might choose not to. Choose not to. Not to enjoy being with themselves. (laughs) Yeah, that's sad though. I mean, yeah, it is. But I mean, I think, yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> well, I just mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like the way you're talking is kind of like as if everyone, well, everyone is on some kind of a path, you know. Yeah. But I think. Um, the experience, the value of life, their their heart crystal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but people experience their heart crystals differently, you know. I feel like some people don't need a lot of heart crystal time. Some people need a lot. Some people don't know theirs is there. Some people have one, but they're like stepping on it all the time. I guess I just feel like it's a very complex, it's just really complex and looks different for everybody. And maybe, and I think one, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm, it worries me to put any kind of pressure on anyone, like to reach that place of, I, I don't know, optimal health or like, I think sometimes the most empowering thing you can do is be like, I'm right here. That's fine. You know? I'm right here. That's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, this is where I am. And like, yeah. that's good enough for today. Exactly. That's exactly it. I, th- I think that you put it more eloquently. But yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've I, this whole thing would be way easier if I did not have these like bizarre expectations, you know? I'd be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Aside from or the loneliness. Or if society taught anybody anything about accessing self-knowledge. Or, you know or I mean? values, you know? Or self, yeah. Like with, yeah, I think that when I say self-knowledge, I mean knowing what your values are, knowing what your needs are, knowing what your wants are, mm-hmm. knowing what your boundaries are. Like people are flying so blind because we don't, as a society, put any value on knowing that stuff. And it's only till people get way older that they've lived their whole lifetime and they're like, wow, I finally learned that all I need is this, this, and that. <laughs> or... They die being like, oh, fuck you. And fuck you. Mm, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, yeah. man. 
Yeah. I'm right here and that's enough is a pretty damn good way of like titrating it down. Like that's them's the break. That's the facts. Yeah. You know, I there have been times when I've been so depressed and like honestly, the best thing I could do for myself was to stop trying to not be depressed because the harder I tried, like the worse it got, you know. How do you know? How do you tell the difference? Like for listeners that are like, okay, but how long? Do I, you know, um, you know, at the beginning, right, you expressed frustration about your room, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you take that same attitude and apply it to organizing stuff? Uh, You've learned to let it be okay when you're depressed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, I don't know. It's tricky because sometimes I'm like, who who am I even organizing this for? Do I even want to organize this? Do I just think I need to be organizing this? That's a good question. You know, it's like, maybe I don't give a shit. Maybe I'm completely happy living in filth and squalor and everyone else can fuck off. So that's comes up sometimes. <laughs> but I think I do like it to be somewhat. I mean, I would like a path, a path to the bed. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's yeah. start with this. I do know I need a path to and from the bed. <laughs> Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of time to like really acknowledge your own voice, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and like hear your own self. Like there is no should. No one else right, is living there. Right. right. You can do whatever you need to do. Oh, you can like test out all kinds of stuff. You can fucking walk around naked. You could be like, I'm going to put tuna fish in my pants. <laughs> I'm going to paint with my butt. I'm going to paint this wall using exclusively my butt. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That would be kind of fun, right? The other day, uh, we after I finished organizing the kitchen, we had all these old coffee mugs, you know, and I, and I put them in a box. And so now I have a box full of coffee mugs. And Ella, I was like, what are we going to do with all these mugs? Like, what do I do? Like, do we store these? Should we keep these? And she's like, we should just get rid of them. And I'm like, well, we can't donate anything right now. What are we going to do? And she's like, we could just like break all of them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's and I so was like, great. yeah, let's do that. So I think we're literally going to smash them in a garbage bag. Just and then like, like, like step on them or like hit them with a... I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think we're just going to break all these mugs so that they're like small and like we might save some of the ceramics. Maybe I'll use some. Maybe I'll make a mosaic. Like whatever. But like, Ooh, I was yeah. like it never occurred to me that I could take all these mugs that I don't want and we could just smash them. And what a beautiful metaphor to take those smashy bits <laughs> and then make art out of it. You're like, I, am, I don't know. I'm literally forging art out of pain. <laughs> yeah, we're just grasping at straws here, man. Yeah. It's day 24. I it's love, only, I love that Ella said that. It's going to get weirder cord. Yeah, she was like, we could smash them. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> You're like, hello, companion of my life. Mm-hmm. Dude, I know. That's what's crazy. It's only day 24. Like, who knows? Only? What fucking crazy shit is going to, like, I mean, what's day 48 going to be like? Right. Here's I, here's the thing. I feel like I'm cracking now because at first it was like, I literally cannot get enough alone time. It just feels so good. To, and then I got to the point where I was like, okay, now I like, I have recharged and I want to see a human mm-hmm. and I can't do that. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, ah! but still, I just want to say again, I feel for you extroverts out there. i Hope you guys are okay and doing okay. And I wish you all the best and love in the universe. This is some fucked up suffering. And then what about like the people who's, I guess this is good in the long run, maybe. Like what about the people whose lives function solely on the fact that they have their routines, 
like, let's say you're married, you've been married and you're like, I've hated this person for five years. Like we hate each other now, but we don't know what yeah. to do about it. And like, yeah. but we have our routines and we go to our jobs, like, or whatever. And now you're like, okay, now we're fucking home all the time. I'm going to murder this person. And actually, Dude. unfortunately, I think like I have read that reports of domestic violence are going up, which is so oh. awful. Or oh intimate partner violence. I know. That's the darkest. That's the darkest part is people that are in toxic relationships trapped at home. I mean, a lot of truths are going to come out. This is a this is a shared trauma. Everyone here is experiencing trauma, whether you know it or not. If you are you're isolated at home, the world is changing. Everyone's scared. You're going to have to cope with this experience. So, if the first part of coping is just being like, "Why do I feel so bad for just?" So many days, you know, just do that, guys. Just just right, question, right. question, live the questions. Right, right, live the questions. That is, live the questions. And then sometime in the future, you may be living in the answers. Yeah, you know, it's like, why do I feel so bad? Well, we are in national lockdown. It's no, true. It's not, it's, it's not that. It's kind of funny how even now that <laughs> need to question your own feelings comes up. And I say all I, the time on this podcast, Sometimes shit is shitty and you shouldn't, that's okay. It's, it's okay to be really shitty. And here I am, I'm having, I'm struggling letting this be as shitty as it is because, yeah. it, because it's scary, man. It's really scary. And you know, sometimes when you like are not at your lowest low, but you're yeah, low you're just, and you're, mm-hmm. and you're, I, it's like, I'm already afraid of that lowest low. Cause that's such a scary mm-hmm. place to be. But I think I realized like your feelings cannot kill you. Like you will get through this no matter how shitty it feels. Yeah. Unless you kill your, unless you kill bottom. yourself, please don't kill yourself. Um, please don't kill yourself. Um, but just hit bottom, man. Hit bottom. Hit bottom. You'll survive. You'll get through to the other side. Like you can't avoid it. If you're gonna hit bottom, you're gonna hit bottom. So just hit bottom. The good news is, like it's always what people say, right? The good news about hitting rock bottom is the only way other direction is up or something. What's that phrase? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know. you got it. You got it, dude. Yeah, something like that. You got up. You got up from there. <laughs> So just let yourself like just really just succumb to the helplessness and the fatigue and the sorrow and just fucking lose it. (laughs) And you'll be better for it because the way we're structured is broken. The system is broken. And now everyone's like trapped with that fact. So you'll get to the other side, but you got to go to that scary place, that dark place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, take your time, you know, don't leap off into the place. (laughs) Hit bottom. That's me. Hannah yeah. Hart says, hit bottom, everybody. I'll see you on the other side. You'll be better for it. It's, you know? Yeah. Eat a tub of ice cream, fall asleep on the couch, wake up on the couch, just roll and roll and roll and just be so, be like, this is me. I'm a woman. <laughs> right. Just do it. Because I guarantee you at some point you'll be like, I don't feel like doing I'm, this anymore. Yeah. But you, you know, but you can't avoid it. Right, you can't be right, like, God, right. you can't avoid it. You just got to allow it. Just allow yourself to experience this. Cancel the meeting. I, it's not like whatever's happening. I don't even know. You right. Know? Take yeah. a day off. There's a lot of, right. <laughs> it's a lot. I think there's, uh, I mean, I'm really struggling with, uh, like, as, like, like I said before, before all this happened, we told ourselves there's something I would tell myself that I justified my life somehow in some way. Like, this is okay because blah, this, mm-hmm. this, it's okay because this is giving me meaning. And right now, all of that is just completely upside down yeah. where meaning or purpose is coming from. And it's really hard 
it's really there. hard to just be like, I'm just going to put my head down and keep busy. Like, I, I'm really struggling. I'm struggling a lot with work because, like, I do. I, how the fuck are you supposed to do it? Dude, you've never but, been taught how to work like this. I feel, and I feel like my, but all my coworkers are like, it seems like everyone's just like, la, la, la. Oh, good. I figured out how to use Zoom today. Like, doing that work that I can do. And I'm just like, I cannot even. I can't, I, I'm like, I'm in the sunken place. Looking up at them, (laughs) and I make, and then I feel so much, you know, guilt and like shame, and why can't I just do the thing? You know, that's uh, I'm that's what I'm struggling with right now. I mean, it's okay. That's it's all part of the the big old the big old struggle. (laughs) This is a very weird and new aspect of the big old struggle. It's like, yeah. What's even worse is like, what if after this, everything is just goes back to the way it was? And then everybody's going to bitch about that? I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's just going to be just, oh, I then mean, everyone's going to be like, wow, why didn't I maximize quarantine time? Oh, one million. Like, oh, my God. One million percent. I mean, if there's one thing we know about people, they will complain. And oh, they will complain. Uh, get ready for all of the thought articles that are like, you know, ways I wish we were still in quarantine. <laughs> what I miss about being quarantined. Yes. The uh, surprising you know, benefits that quarantine gave us that we can learn from. Yeah. The things you might regret you didn't do this quarantine mm. or you don't have to stop. Oh, I mean, it's just going to come at you fast. Oh, and it's yeah. like, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited for the rest of life. I'm excited for people to to hit that bottom or to build this relationship with themselves so they can tolerate their own company. Because I think that people have so much in them that they're not allowed to access because of the constraints of our society. And this very painful, horrible situation is shedding light on that, that dissatisfaction that haunts our reality. Dude. Enough of us are dissatisfied. We can change this world, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I was going to be like, today's just really hard. And it's like, yeah, it's really fucking hard. It's so hard that Andrew Lloyd Webber decided that Fan of the Opera needed a sequel. He decided that Christine and the Phantom like <laughs> hooked up one night randomly and then had a son and Raul never knew. <laughs> what the actual and fucking Coney Island? Let's Coney! make a third. I have to listen. I have to read the Wikipedia. Dude, I have to read the Wikipedia p- plot for this please. so that way um, I can present to you uh, Fan of the Opera 3. Uh, don't stop me now. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please. I thought the Phantom dies at the end of Phantom of the Opera. Well, he sort of like disappears into the mirror. We don't really know what happens. But like, oh. but the, uh, not knowing what happens, I did not think, oh, he immediately, he obviously got on a- he moved to Coney He Island. got on a freighter and moved to Coney Island. I mean, literally the, the like the choruses, are, the chorus people are like, oh, wow, what do you know? It's like Newsies meets Phantom of the Opera. It's like so fucking- Dude, please just put your toe in and then talk to me about it. It is if you just I'm start not. at the top and then go down, and it's like there's like seagulls in the soundtrack. It's like go go go, we're here on Coney. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing paints a, a a beautiful beautiful picture and a beautiful feeling like the sound of cawing seagulls on Coney oh. Island. I, uh, on Coney Island, Jesus Yeah, Christ. I mean, why have a, you know, beautiful 19th century, like, gothic romance when you could have a, a hot dog? You know, <laughs> if you have questions about Andrew Lloyd Webber now, <laughs> wait until you watch Cats. Oh, right. Then you're going to have some 
more freaking questions. <laughs> um, my back hurts, so we're gonna stop. Also, it's very dark in my studio it now. Is. And it's getting a little dark and spooky. There. Yeah. yeah, the sun has set. Um, earbuds. What should we do and talk about? I uh, took it on myself to be producing, analyze this, but now everything is limited. So what would you like to hear us chit-chat about? Or stories you'd like us to tell. Oh, yeah, stories. Give us something, then we'll take it from there. (laughs) Put it up on the old Patreon, patreon.com slash analyze this. If you send it, make sure you tweet us at harto, H-A-R-T-O, at hizzlegizzle, spelled (laughs) hizzle. <laughs> or at Analyze Pod on analyze, Twitter. Analyze Pod. Help us, uh, you know, we're trying out here, guys, but uh, as you can tell, as you can tell the, the, the isolation tanks are wearing thin. The cracks are starting to show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you being here. I promise next week we'll, we'll be funnier and entertaining. <laughs> No, I can't make that promise. No, I yeah. take it all back. Yeah, dude. I take it you all back. Don't even worry about that. I mean, if we make a podcast, that's the this that's is, the goal. <laughs> this is what the day twenty four podcast has looked like. We had some high highs. Mm-hmm. We had some low lows. Mm-hmm. We live another day. We live to fight another day. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, if it, you know? if it's not raining, oh man. Wouldn't it be nice if it wasn't also just so dark and cloudy outside? Yeah, that would yeah. <laughs> God, I miss the sun. But you know what I miss more than the sun? The spontaneous joy from sharing a simple exchange with a stranger. Oh, yeah. I miss that. My number one coping mechanism in life is taking a walk because it always helps illuminate the fact that we are not alone and that our story is not the only story being told. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Haven't been able to do that. Thank God we don't drink anymore. (laughs) I don't know how how drinking Hannah would cope with this. I mean... You know? uh, I'm... You're like I'm drunk right now. I'm pretty. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself for yeah, just not drinking all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it would just make it harder. Oh uh, yes, absolutely. Well, you, you yeah, know? that's usually the case. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, well, dude. Well, can't you like put your mask on and some gloves and go for a walk and see all the other people covered in masks and gloves? There's no. It's nothing spontaneous. Oh, no, you mean you can't be like, hi there, buddy? Or just like walk by a couple playing with their child or people having a conversation oh, yeah. or the laughter of strangers is at their, at their right. table. Because everyone's you like, did I mean? you read today? That blah, blah, blah. You're right. I know. Well, no, everyone's like in masks. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, was, and if they're walking yeah. around, they avoid you by six feet. You know, yeah. that smile, like that smile when you get like a cup of coffee and the barista's like, how you doing? You're like, I'm pretty good. How about yourself? And they're like, no. Can't complain. And then you have that that subtle, small exchange mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that just, you know, reminds you of so much life. Right. Like, ah, uh, living without that is, is right. freaking shitty. Yeah, dude. That's a, yeah. That's a, that's like the glue, the glue right there. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm calling you sweetie when they hand you your change. Here you go, sweetie. And you're like, oh, I love you. <laughs> Like, oh, I just imagined uh, sleeping with you for one second. I know I'm about, I mean, it's been so, I like I saw people outside today when I accidentally locked myself out of my apartment building as I oh took the kitty litter God. out. Um, and I was literally going to be like, hello, hi, what news from the mark? <laughs> what of you? What do you do for a living? <laughs> like What's your middle name? It's almost- Tell me about your grandparents. How many out of four are alive or dead? <laughs> 
<laughs> Tell me anything about your world, you know? Right. You're like, oh, I'm so sick of my world. I know. Just got to dive deeper, deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh, okay. I really got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, it's getting dude. dark in here. Yeah. Oh, yes. And we've been wrapping this up for like 10 minutes now. <laughs> so I hope, uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this wrap up. I know we've enjoyed wrapping it. Anything else you, you want to say to the, the earbuds, Galby Goo? Um, I guess, uh, oh, uh, hang in there, everybody. Hang in there. Hang in there. Ugh, meanwhile, I say hit bottom. <laughs> I say let go. Stop hanging in. Just let go. Just let go. You'll discover yourself as you fall. <laughs> that's, 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 be- that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, I can't tell what's beautiful or not anymore. Maybe I'll read any of these books I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. All right. Oh, bye, earbuds. Bye, we will guys. see you next week on day 25, or as hopefully we will think of it, something with a topic. Love yes, you. love you. You're in our hearts. In our hearts forever. Like the phantom. 